Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 34 of Cinema Rogues. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Andrew. That's me. As usual, I'm joined. I am myself. I don't know where that where that's I you. That, but... <laughs> um, I guess uh, if you want to see more Andrew, uh, go check out Board Game Barbarians. If you want to see more me, check out Sidetail Studios. Uh, and as always, uh, check out Retro Warriors. Um, yeah. Uh... Go do those things yeah. right now. Right, right now. Um, let's see. Off topic stuff that we've seen since the last episode. Uh, I watched Ted Lasso. Me too. All, all caught up on that one. Every, every week. Gotta watch it. Yeah, dude, this episode was was rough. That was hard to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Because of yeah, how many was, times uh, you got Rickrolled? <laughs> yeah, because how many times it got Rickrolled. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's, that, that was uh, unexpectedly emotional, I suppose. But anyway, um, I watched some Community, Andrew. I finally decided to try and... and, and get back into that oh. um but it it's been so long since i've watched community that hulu has forgotten that i've watched community yeah so i had to go figure out where i was and apparently i left out left off on the chris the the christmas episode where they are like claymation okay yeah yeah that's where i that's where i picked up so i watched that episode and the one where they were trying out new people for the group okay yep as uh it's good stuff i don't know I, I, for some reason, thought you would have more to say about those episodes than me. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I've seen that show so many times. The Abed Christmas episode, the the claymation uh, episode, is not one of my favorites. I'm yeah, it wasn't amazing. I much prefer the uh, there's the Christmas episode where they're in Glee. That is a much more enjoyable, <laughs> funny episode. All right. Well, then I'm looking forward to getting through that. Um, oh, I didn't put it on here. We started watching um, that show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. The morning show? Yeah, the morning show. Yeah, how's that? We've, we've watched a f- uh, It's good. We've watched a few episodes of it so far. It's uh, It's really, really engaging. It's good. I I haven't really watched much of the um offerings of Apple TV Plus. Um like the morning show or C I think is the other big one. I don't know. C looks really dumb to me. <laughs> <laughs> um uh Schmigadoon yeah, was well, really I, good. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh my girlfriend's really into that one. We we watched the TV in the bedroom on an Apple TV, so we are like inundated with their like. Please watch this show every time a new one comes out. Yeah. Um, uh, we watched that. We watched the the first episode of Foundation, um, and I was super excited about that. And it's really good. It's uh, it's really different from the book. Um, there there are a lot of things that are that are significantly different, but I don't think that it in a way that like detracts from the overall story that's good um yeah they seem to have have been like you know edits that uh that enhance the story right and, and they're kind of going their own direction with it which seems neat yeah 
Well, that's good. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really know a whole lot about the foundation as a like book series, but mm-hmm. I was interested in the in the TV show. But uh, yeah, well, and I mean the overall setup of of the book series is that they um, this guy invented what he calls like psychohistory. Okay. Which basically applies mathematics to, uh, I guess, sociological behavior. Okay. And so he uses mathematical constructs to, uh, so I guess, predict the future more or less of of what society is going to do. And it's in this age of this galactic empire, and he basically uh, predicts the 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 fall of the empire. Um, and and like the the books. Uh, take place like the first book takes place over the course of like 300 years. Oh, geez. Right. So it kind of like it has a chunk and then it skips like 50 years and then it has another chunk of story, et cetera, et cetera. That kind of lays out, uh, you know, what happens and how it falls within his predictions and stuff like that. Man, it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so what, what have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching a lot of Kitchen Nightmares. Um, just been getting. Getting down with the kitchen nightmares. I do love that show. Did you get inspired by Talking Wizards? Uh, I mean, I brought it up on Talking Wizards. Oh, okay. So it was the other way around. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, um, I watched a movie called The Mortuary Collection, which stars Clancy Brown and a couple other people. Um, oh, nice. And it's just like a, uh, just like a little like horror vignette. Like there's a bunch of d- different like short stories. Um, and it was, it was pretty okay. Like, uh, nothing really to, I bought it for like five bucks. So, uh, I would say it's probably worth that. And if you're paying more than that, then probably not. But I think it's on, it originated from, is it shutter the horror streaming service? I think that's right. Um, I believe it originated from shutter, but, uh, there is a scene where, um, a guy gets pregnant with a monster and it comes out of his penis and his dick explodes like a joke cigar. And that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, that sounds pretty brutal. Yeah. And then I watched uh, need for speed. What a great, great, terrible movie that is. Uh, that's, um, Jesse Pinkman again. Yeah. Did I mention this last yeah. time? I might've mentioned it last episode. Uh- you might have, although I feel like he was in several car movies in a, in a in a short space. No, I'm mean, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it last because you said Jesse Pinkman last time too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right then. Well, then I haven't watched much of anything else because I I don't know. Been, uh, all right, well then let's do news. Watching too many Kitchen Nightmares episodes, I guess. <laughs> Dude, I get that same way too. Where like I'll get into a show and just watch like you know twenty thirty episodes of it like and then forget that there are other things that I could watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, news, news, uh, Clifford, the big red dog to release in theaters and Paramount plus on November 10th. God, that looks terrible. It does look terrible, but I want to see it. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I mainly so put bad. it in the news because it's, it's an example of, uh, you know, I, I think we're in a tr- sort of transitionary period again, where uh, some stuff's going to release same day streaming and other stuff they're going to do theatrical. Um, and I just kind of wanted to keep kind of keep tabs on, on the things that are doing, you know, what, right? Right. Well, I guess um, 
So I, I did a, I renewed my HBO Max as a yearly subscription because there, there's a discount right now. Um, and they have two different services now, one where you don't get same day movie releases as in theaters and a higher tier where you do get same day movie releases in theaters. So oh. I'm wondering if they're going that route where you can pay less and not get the movie releases, but still get HBO max um, or pay a little bit more and get them. Oh, I let me know. Like that's, that sounds interesting. Um, I think personally I would still pay for same day releases just cause I don't want to go to theaters. Per yeah, se. that's what I did. So, <laughs> so I paid for the more expensive one. Nice. Uh, star Wars Andor has wrapped filming. So that's neat, I guess. I don't know. I have not been paying attention uh, to what that is. Uh, it's, a, I guess a prequel. It's a spinoff from, uh, rogue one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're with the, that main guy. I forgot, uh, the actor's name, yeah. but, um, I assume that it's a prequel cause he's, he's pretty dead otherwise. So <laughs> is that, Pedro Pascal? No, it is the other Because he's the Mandalorian. Uh, uh, yeah, Pedro Pascal's the Mandalorian. Um, his name, he's hes a Hispanic guy. I cannot remember his name. Uh, let me see. Diego Luna. Oh, okay. That's his name. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I'm. I'm hoping they have you know Alan Tudyk as the robot again. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like, I hope. Yeah, I hope part of that series is how they met or whatnot. It'd be great. I think he did a. Alan Tudyk is like one of the best voiceover guys that is in the game at the moment. He went. You know? He went to Juilliard. <laughs> I'm glad you got my reference. <laughs> Uh, you can buy the Conjuring house for one point two million dollars. Oh Andrew. boy, the actual house or the one they filmed in, or yeah, the actual house, the one I guess the the Conjuring is based on a, a real story, right? Right. It is. Yeah, so I guess it's the it's the one that uh, the the whatever you call them, not ghost hunters, but the ghost hunters, the the medium and her husband, uh, yeah, were in. Well, that's uh, that's nice, I guess. I don't think yeah. I would ever go there or live in a house. Well, you don't want to buy a haunted house? Um, no, 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 not for $1.2 million. I think that's a little uh, bit out well, of my... If it's the price, then... I'd have to I'd have to go in with a couple other... How many rooms is it? Is it like eight uh, bedrooms? Can I go in it with eight other probably. people? Yeah, I mean, you know, then it's only, you know, uh, what, like... Few hundred thousand dollars each. Yeah, that'd be great. I can, I can. Then you just gotta deal with roommates forever. You know, but th- you gotta deal with ghosts anyway. So maybe some of the ghosts will take care of your roommates, and you don't have to worry about it. Ah, yeah. You just gotta make sure they pay their portion first. Right? That's true. Yeah, they gotta, you gotta get that payment. I don't even know how a lien would work in that situation. I don't either. Nope. Not in a haunted <laughs> house situation. Uh yeah, the ghosts. The ghosts have a lien on the house. That's what it is. Oh, uh, okay. Well, can they pay the rent? 
Oh, hopefully with ghost money though, so it disappears. Oh, it's garbage. Uh, Shang Chi is number one for the fourth straight week. Nice. I still need to go see. I keep forgetting to go see that. Yeah, I have to. I, I want to go see it too. Uh, part of me wants to wait for it to come on regular Disney Plus. I'm really torn, but I think, I, think it's gonna uh, be a I want to get back in the theater to go see Dune anyway. So, yeah, that one's gonna have to be a might be an IMAX movie for me. Yeah, I'm really really excited about that movie. Although I am kind of bummed because I feel like once they come out with like the second and third Dune movies, uh, the character of Sightail is gonna show up and people are gonna start stealing my name. Mm, yep. Yeah, they will. It's gonna be a thing. They will steal. Uh Super Mario Brothers cast was announced in a Nintendo Direct. I heard uh, about that. Yeah, I thought we could uh, run through that list there. Um, uh, playing Mario is gonna be Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how I feel about this cast. Like I'm. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess it depends on how like stereotypical Italian Chris Pratt and Charlie Day are going to be. Right? I feel like they're not going to be at all. I feel like they're going to be themselves. I hope so. Honestly, I think that's a safer direction. Yeah, I don't feel. I think. Uh, I think Jack Black is going to be trying to pose as a lizard monster, though. And that might be a little problematic. Uh, but Charlie Day is playing Luigi. Anya Taylor-Joy is playing Princess Peach. Uh, Jack Black uh, is going to be Bowser, in case you didn't get the lizard reference. Or I guess he's a turtle uh, turtle monster. Turtle dragon. Turtle dragon. That's what we decided okay. in our house. Uh, Seth Rogen is going to be Donkey Kong. It's weird that Donkey Kong is going to talk. That is kind of weird, now that you mention it. I didn't think about that till just now. Um... I think it's also weird that Fred Armisen is going to be Cranky Kong. Yeah, that is also weird. And then, do you think Keegan Michael Key is going to do like Toad voice, or is he going to do his He's own voice? He's going to do his own voice too. You think? He's not going to be like, "Hey guys, I'm Toad." Yeah, I don't think he's going to be like, "Hi, it's me, Toad." I don't think he's going to be doing that that business. <laughs> Uh, he just ru- He's not going to do that. He ruins his voice like Miley Cyrus yeah. for this fucking role. Yeah, no, he's not going to be uh, doing the Toad voice, I don't think. <laughs> uh, maybe they'll get Jordan Peele to do Toadette. Yeah, that'd be nice. Get those, get those two crazy cats back together. <sighs> um, all right, I think we've, uh, I think we've bullshit. Bullshed around long bulged. enough. Is that bullshed? Bullshed around. It's a new term. I'm trying it out. See how it goes. Uh, so today's topic is uh, news from the world or news of the world, starring Tom Hanks, Tom and Spanx. Helena Zengel. What? It's a Tom Spanks. Tom Spanks. Uh, he's no. He's no Chris Brett. He is no Chris Brett. I don't know. I don't know. I can't not call him Chris Brett anymore. It just it happens. Sound, uh, anyway. Sounds like a uh, like a Simpsons bit that Bart would do whenever he calls into Most Tavern. I'm Hugh Jazz. 
after finding a young girl alone, uh, Tom Hanks discovers she was kidnapped by the Kiowa as a young child and is being uh, transported back to the only remaining family, uh, I guess white family, that she has down around San Antonio. Um, released on Christmas Day 2020, uh, and the development, there's not much to tell. Uh, it's pretty, pretty straightforward and normal development. Uh, the only sort of issues that they ran into were around distribution time, uh, because when it was getting ready to be dis- distributed, it was, uh, or, or Disney bought Fox and they said that we're only going, uh, Disney said that they were only going to continue to produce Fox movies under the Fox brand uh, if they were in production already and were being produced by the Fox studio proper. Okay. Um, And since this was supposed to be uh, distributed by Fox 2000, uh, it was on the chopping block. So they reshopped it around uh, to different uh, distributors and landed at Universal. Okay, so that's why it's on HBO Max. Yes. As a, as a kind of kind of long path to get there, but you know you did it, did it. Uh, directed by Paul Greengrass, uh, screenplay by Paul Greengrass and Luke Davies, based on the novel News of the World by Paulette Giles. Uh, as we mentioned, starring Tom Hanks and Helena Zengel. Uh, it was nominated for four Academy Awards this year: uh, Best Cinematography, Best Original Score, Best Production Design, and Best Sound. It won none of them. Oof. But, you know. It sucks. Being nominated is an honor. Still sucks. It didn't get nominated for Best Picture. Or Best Actor or any of that. Yeah. Uh, So, I don't know. It was pretty. And the score was good. Yeah. It was shot really well. I would say that for sure. Cinematography nomination was definitely warranted. Yep. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 88% reviewer, 89% audience. Metacritic, 73% reviewer, 6.8 on the user side. And then IMDb, 6.8. It seems low. It does, uh, especially after the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Right. It just, I don't know. I would, uh, I don't know if we want to actually give our own, like, I would, I don't know. This was a, this was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Give your own little review. My own little review. Um, I don't know. I didn't I haven't written anything out, so oh. I I I found it hard to write anything while I was watching the movie just because um I couldn't like there weren't any and this is a good thing, there weren't like any plot holes, anything like that, um, to kind of like talk about in our spoiler spoiler zone. Um I mean, I think this was a solid from everything that it was as far as like cinematography, sound design, acting, directing. Um, you know, I'd give this a solid like eight or nine out of ten. Like it's not the most action packed movie or anything like that, but it's definitely a comprehensive and compelling story. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think the it, it's a solid movie. I don't know. It's been a while since we've done a movie that was like um, 
I don't know, a, a, an Oscar contender, right? Like something that was built, that feels like it was built from the ground up to be a sort of dramatic Oscar movie. Right, it felt like Oscar bait, 100%. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it's, it, I don't know, it, it, it's hard to describe, right? Because like you said, I mean, it was really good, um, but it's 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 so well done that it's, the it's the subtle things in the movie that make it really good. And it's hard. It's hard to talk about those without talking about spoilers, but um, there's, I guess there's a lot of authenticity to it. Um, there was a lot of, um, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's just, it's a good movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to, I don't know. They, I guess there 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 are a lot of, of subtle things that that we'll we'll talk about later after the spoiler section, um, that helped lend sort of uh, believability to the world and and uh, really you know was nothing was like anachronistic. It takes takes place in the Civil War, um, so so there are a lot of I suppose attitudes and uh, cultural things that that you know are out of place today, but were uh, but made sense back then, right? Also takes place in Texas. And it takes place in Texas, uh, which is part of some of the problem that I had with it. Cause they were, cause it takes place on the road from, uh, well, it's not like a real road, but you know, an 1870s road from, uh, Wichita falls down to San Antonio. Right. So they go like right through Dallas, like right through the DFW area past Austin, you know, et cetera. Yeah. There was definitely um, some, geographical issues with the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, there were a lot of mountains and plateaus. Yeah. In the flattest part of the state, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, that's kind of my, like my nitpick of the movie was that, you know, living in this, the area that the movie is in, like, well, that's just how uh, much the landscape has changed in 200 years. Yeah. <sighs> that's, exactly right. right it's only been 120 years or 150 years i guess yeah so. that wasn't that long ago um but yeah no i thought it was really good it's a feel-good film at the end of the day um I, I would say there wasn't anything really unexpected about it like it's a very straightforward plot the things that seemed like they were going to happen happened that sort of thing um, and, and, and really the movie is about these two characters, Captain Kidd and Johanna, um, and, and, you know, their, their relationship and the growth of it through, through the movie. And, um, I don't know, it's just really well done and really well acted. Yep. I would say oh. if you like story driven, story heavy, story driven movies, um, then definitely up your alley and, and should watch it. And it's worth a watch on HBO if you have it and. If you don't have it, I I don't know if I'd pay full price for it. But definitely if it's on HBO Max and you've got it, I would watch it. Yeah, it, 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 you can watch it for free on HBO Max and then it's available on all kinds of digital distribution platforms and uh, physical for that matter. Yep. So uh, there's there's plenty of ways to go about seeing it. And I'm sure at some point it'll be like super cheap for renting and stuff like that. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> yep. 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 I don't know. It's just, I'm sorry. I listened to that episode of talking wizards today. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> I laughed for a long time about the yip. Thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get into spoilers. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. I don't Yay. I don't know why uh the one the one thing I do have I I wasn't for some reason I wasn't expecting uh how much for the little girl scene like that was kind of unexpected for me I mean you see it the what there's the scene in oh. the movie where they're and I you know I'm doing the like how much for the little girl but right 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 that that was the part I didn't get about what you said yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere and was disturbing. Like I saw it coming whenever the dude starts like staring at her. I was just like, okay, gross. And this is about to happen. And then I yeah. wasn't expecting them to like chase them down and try to kill him, like for her. Dude, that whole, that whole scene was nuts, right? Like, um, it was, it was like super tense. Oh Yeah. Um, I think that may have been my favorite part of the movie just because of, of like how, how tense it was. Yeah. Um, you're not really sure kind of what's going to happen. I mean, you, you figure that there's an hour left in the movie, so, you know, he's got to survive because Tom Hanks doesn't really die in movies that he's in. Um, so that died in Saving Private Ryan. Okay. When was the last movie besides that one? Where he died. Big? Yeah, he died big. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he stopped being big. That's true. He did. I mean, you could say he dies in every movie if you just say that he dies right at the end when the credits start rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Into Forrest Gump, he just keels over. Yeah. so I, it's it's one of those things where like the tension isn't really there just because I know the actor doesn't really die in his movies, um, mm-hmm. but I mean still still a very tense scene um, overall. I don't know. I did I did like how they um, they showed the the effect of of uh, like the 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 added recoil of of the gun. Right mm-hmm. when they when they when they uh, loaded the the shells full of like dimes or whatever it was, yeah. Um, you know, like with him, it like it, it clearly like knocked him. Like it, it was more impactful than when he was shooting birdshot out of it, right? Um, and then when she shot it, it almost like knocked her on her ass. <laughs> yeah, what a smart smart move that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, which. I don't know. I don't know enough about like uh, shotgun shells, basically, mm-hmm. uh, um, to know if you can stuff them full of you know, like coins, and they still work or whatnot. But it seemed credible. I figure you can stuff them with ever with whatever you want, as long as there's the gunpowder section in the back that uh, propels them forward. Yeah, yeah, it's probably probably true. Um, I should, should learn more about guns, I guess, before I talk. I mean, I don't really know that much about guns anyway. You know, just like Civil War era, I would assume the pistol that he had would have been more accurate. Yeah. Maybe he was just not a great shot with the pistol. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, ducking and covering, and I, I, 
uh, I think we've gotten a bit used to how pistol accuracy works in action movies. Yeah. I will say this, like at the beginning of the movie, I had to look up how old Tom Hanks was because for some reason in my head, like he's older than he is. Wow. How old is he? He's 65. That's pretty old. Well, I guess it's not that old. I mean, no, it's not that old. Like growing up with him, like starting in Toy Story and stuff, I just assumed he, you know, was like in his 70s, but I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well he'll be there soon it's yeah fine. he's got like five more years yeah, five more years then he's in his 70s so i was i don't know i thought he was pretty spry for a 65 year old but also not that old and he's got hollywood money so he can keep in shape you know who seems spry for for their age fucking william shatner really that dude's like 92 yeah, I guess he's still he's still around. It's always I'm right? always kind of surprised that he's still around. <laughs> and he's still like engaged in like active social media. Engaged, I got it. <laughs> like social media appearances and shit. So like I don't know, whatever. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Other than to say that that William Shatner's old as shit. He is old as shit. Um. <laughs> Uh, I like the news reading uh, aspect of things like they, I mean, that's where the, the name of the movie comes from news of the world. Um, I, I enjoy the sort of different spins that, that uh, captain kid put on the different stories. Um, and then especially how he used the, the story of the mind collapse or whatever in uh, Pennsylvania to, to rile up that, the, the crowd to get himself out of the, the, the mess in Erath County or whatever. Well, it kind of got him into a bigger mess in Erath County, but. I guess, but it inspired that one kid to, to shoot uh, whatever the, the leader guy's name was. Yeah, I think he was more doing it to try to overthrow the shitty leader guy. Yeah. But. Um, which, you know, I mean, it kind of speaks to the, to, the, to the power of the spoken word and, and you know, the when you speak truth to masses, what, you know what it can do. I did have like a fundamental problem with this movie. What's that? In that Tom Hanks is like playing the nicest person that probably existed in that time period. Mm-hmm. In the fact that I don't think there's a lot of people that would without payment transport a child across an entire state for free to their family just because they didn't want to wait three months for somebody else to do it. Like, if, yeah, especially with how I mean, like the, her family reacts to her. Like she's a, she's an obvious burden to like to get, not to jump to the end, but um, she's an obvious burden to that family. Mm-hmm. Because they don't understand her or how she speaks or any of that. Um, and like them, their reaction is far worse than his reaction whenever he found her. Like, I feel like most people, I don't know anyone in that time period or haven't read a shit ton of books about that time period, but from media, like people weren't necessarily super kind-hearted at that time or not you know self-absorbed 
Yeah, I mean, they kind of set that up with um, the way that he reacted to to that black man being hung, right? Right. He was very sympathetic to uh, that situation. Yeah, and you know, he was when he, when he ran into the Union soldiers, he was he was very, uh, I don't know. I don't know the right word, but he, he, you know, he, he, he reacted to the, the union soldiers and, and told them the story, um, and seemed to be, you know, empathic, empathetic. I I feel like he was Uh, just too kind. Like, I feel like it'd be more believable if he was expecting a payout at the end and then declined it because of the experience of the journey. But because like from the get go, he's like, I'm not getting paid for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, it it felt not genuine, I guess. Yeah, you know, I mean, he did have the sort of clock of uh, uh, he needed to work and he had to travel, uh, and I guess he felt responsible for her to for some reason. Yeah, and that I mean, that's the after thing. The first couple days, they don't really like explain why he felt responsible for. It. Like it was one of those things where, like, okay, like if he had previously had a daughter and she died in some way and he's like well now i understand what it means to have a daughter and she's someone's daughter so i need to take care of her like that would have made sense but he has no children of his own so it's just like i guess that's just the one aspect of this movie or sort of a plot hole where I don't understand where his generosity is coming from. It's because he, you know, it it almost sounds like they are just banking on it because it's Tom Hanks. You'll believe it. Well, and, and that's, and that's why I believe it, but I feel like that's a, a lazy reason for me to believe that the person, the character is generous and the character is kind is because it's Tom Hanks. We shouldn't really feel that way because it's Tom Hanks. We should feel that way because it's explained in the story. Yeah. No, I get that. Uh, you know, there were a couple of things about, about Captain Kidd that were, that seemed very period authentic, right? Like, like the fact that he learned what her Kiowa name was. Like he learned that it was Cicada, uh, pretty early on in the movie. And he was like, Nope, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, no, I'm going to call her Johanna. That's her, you know, I guess from his perspective, that's her given name or whatever, but also it's her uh, civilized name, right? Right, it's her white name. Yeah, I didn't want to say white name for some reason, but whatever. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it is. it is. And, and from his character's perspective, there is no uh, really question about returning her to the Kiowa even though that's clearly like what she wants. He's like, no, the, you know, they're, you know, quote unquote savages or whatnot. I mean, and he never addressed or it's never really addressed that he feels that way specifically. It's well, sure. But, but it's never addressed didn't, how he feels about native Americans to begin with. Yeah. But if he didn't feel on some level, like, I guess the, the easy thing to have done since they were traveling through Kiowa country uh, just hand would her be off. to just yeah it's just hand her off but he didn't do that he was like doggedly determined to get her to uh her her white family yeah i guess that's a and, slightly like racist aspect of this movie is and not like that the movie is racist but that he is character 
although sympathetic to racial issues, still is technically racist because he won't take her to where she wants to go. Right. Um, and even the scene in the in the dust storm, which which was pretty intense in and of itself. Um, uh, but but just the you know where like she ran into the 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 Kiowa tribe that was traveling, um, and he was trying to get her to come back for a second, and then he just kind of seemed resigned uh, to the fact that she was going to leave with them, and he seemed you know kind of at peace with it or whatever. Um, but. Uh, through the course of the movie that if that had been the ending, it, it would have felt earned because, uh, you know, they got to know each other and he sort of knows what she wanted. And, and at the end of the day, if her getting back and in, into a Kiowa family is, uh, an accident or, or something that he couldn't prevent, then he seemed kind of fine with it, you know? Yeah. I didn't really read that scene as she was going to leave with them. I didn't really. Oh, see, I, I, I was, I felt like his character was surprised when, uh, she came back with a horse, right? Like it looked like he was expecting her to, since he found, since she found these, the, these Kiwa, she, uh, uh, he expected her to go off with them because that's what she had been trying to do the entire movie. I think by that point they had been through enough that I expected them to stay together for like, I, I feel like the end of the movie was pretty telling. Um, and I don't think, I didn't expect her to leave with the, the rest of the Kiowa, but I didn't really know what I expected, if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't expecting that, but I don't know what I, what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I thought maybe, uh, you know, that she would tell them that he, you know, he didn't help or whatever, and they'd all go, like, looking for him or something. Right. Um, you know, or, uh, you know, I was, I was prepared for them to just like, you know, kill her cause she was white, you know? And then that'd be some sort of like tragic turn to this movie. And, and I think that's what I ultimately ended up enjoying about the movie is they didn't go any kind of tragic route. Right. I mean, besides the tragic events that they were dealing with on the road. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they had like their, their, their trials that they had to overcome or whatnot. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, nothing happened to either of the main characters. Um, and, and they ended up, you know, uh, together as father and daughter, uh, you know, reading the news together or, or, or I guess sort of play acting it out too, to a certain extent. Yeah. Agreed. You know, and, and they, and they, he had his personal tragedy with his wife that died. I think it was cholera, like killed her while he was at, uh, away at war, Yeah. which I don't understand when, when he, uh, when he was in Dallas and the, uh, the, the hotel lady was like, uh, you know, after they, they slept together or whatnot was like, uh, when are you going to go back home and make it right? Like at that point I thought he was, and, and I assume that's how the, the movie was set up, but I thought he was like, just like cheating on his wife. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that I, ex- I mean, yeah, I expected that he was cheating on his wife. Or I guess that's the that's the impression that they wanted to give. So I didn't really think that his wife was dead. Um, yeah. But I don't know what I expected to think of. I also thought it was the time period, like, he's a traveling man 
in that time period, I wouldn't really, ex you know, expect him to be faithful. Right. Yeah. You know, and then he's been away for, I think it was like four years at that point. Right. Uh, so I would, which is, I would assume they've basically been separated at that point. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so, and I was confused when he first got back and he's like walking through an empty house. I was like, oh, did she leave him? Like, what's going on? Oh, I assume she died uh, at that point. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but then you come to find out that she that she died in the middle of the Civil War. Like, yeah, that was unexpected was that she died whenever he was there. And it's also not really like explained when I guess we'll how do they ever actually explain how long after the civil war the movie takes place uh i think it took place in 1877 okay i am not mistaken so he was just an old dude in the war yeah yeah he was just an old dude in the world a war oh 1870 is when it takes place uh, okay excuse me so yeah, the war what ended in like eighteen sixty something. Gonna make me look it up because I don't know my yeah. U.S. history that well. I'm pretty sure it ended in eighteen sixty five. Eighteen sixty five. Yep. Eighteen sixty one. Yeah, I mean she'd been dead for for a bit at that point, right? It's been like five six years at least. Yep. Uh, which I. You know, the house is in good shape for being empty for five or six years. I was kind of surprised, and I don't really know the layout of San Antonio that well, especially for that time period, that they didn't show the Alamo at all. Yeah. I thought maybe they were going to show it at one point. Like, it seemed like when he was walking through, there was there was a mission there, but I don't know. It just it definitely wasn't, didn't seem like... It wasn't the Alamo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I did like old timey Dallas. That was kind of neat. Yeah, the old timey towns were pretty cool. I liked the scenes where he's reading news to the towns. I liked the scene where the people got like really upset, and he kind of felt felt that it was upon him, like he took it upon himself to calm down the people. Um, which was a little bit. I mean, you expect him to say something because he's the one that kind of sort of riled them up. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, it's not their his fault that they're having this reaction to the news that's being provided to them. Yeah, like my my only problem with like old timey Dallas was that there was no river, right? Like Dallas is on the Trinity River, like that's that's why it exists. Well, old timey Dallas a, is super far away from the. Yeah, that makes. <laughs> I think the further back you go in the history of Dallas, the closer to the river Dallas, you know, proper has got to well, be. Well, you can right? say the same thing about when, when did the when were the canals? Uh, weren't the canals like part of San Antonio? Like, wasn't that a river? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, so. Wouldn't there be? I don't know the name of the river. Wouldn't there be a river in San Antonio also? Whenever he goes there, right? And they it's, it's I don't know. Again, I I have problems with. The, the landscaping it it's not Texas. The landscaping yeah. of Texas in this movie are, is the same issue that I have with uh, any movie that takes place in Texas. Like it's like they went uh, they went out and they filmed it in like the ben, Big Ben location the entire time, and they were like, yeah. "This is Texas," and it's like, "No, you're in a different a different part." 
that's not yeah. that's not the part that you're for in. any of our listeners who don't know texas has like five different like zones. Uh, climate zones yeah. yeah like we've got a forest zone we've got a gulf coast zone we've got mountains got, well not like mountains, you got mountains desert like, you got yeah in the winter snowy area plateau i mean lubbock is just on a giant plateau is it? I've never been to Lubbock. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Don't ever go. <laughs> um, yeah, you can skip that one. Like it's enough of a plateau that you that your ears pop whenever you drive up there. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Hmm. So, or at least mine did. Uh, so maybe I just have weak weak ears, weak altitude ears. <laughs> Your weak Andrew ears. Weak Andrew altitude ears. But yeah, so like (laughs) Texas has so many different like zones and the the road that they're going to from basically Wichita Falls to San Antonio is a flat route. Like there's some hill hilly areas in Austin. Mm -hmm. But not like they're also by a river, which they didn't go through. Yeah. Or across, <laughs> like all in this movie in the background, you see a bunch of like uh, mesas, plateaus, and and you know, uh, I guess desert mountains. Right? There's one like foothills type. Situation. There's one river like towards the beginning of the movie, and then you don't really see one after that. Yeah, and I don't know where that river was supposed to be. I also don't uh, know, but whatever. I didn't pay attention enough. I guess. Yeah, good movie, bad geography. Yeah. Um, so if you live in Texas, you might have an issue with this movie. I had an issue with Tom Hanks's Texas accent. It didn't exist. Did he have an accent? It just sounded like Tom Hanks to me. Right. Yeah. That was my problem. Oh, okay. The dude's from San Antonio. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? He doesn't really change his voice for movies. Well, I mean, I guess he did in Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump is like the one movie that I can think of where he changed his voice. And then other than that, I can't really think of any movies where he's like seriously changed his accent. On the uh, on the IMDb trivia, it says this is Tom Hanks' uh, first Western movie that he's ever been in. Uh, although he did play a cowboy in Toy Story. <laughs> What a dumb thing to say, IMDb. <laughs> oh, my God. It made me laugh pretty good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the last thing that I want to say about the movie was I thought that that dude that they picked up in Erath County yeah. was going to, like, turn on them. Really? Yeah. I felt like he was know. a good old boy, like, simpleton in... I didn't I didn't expect him to like do anything other than like I guess like whenever he was in their cart with them I was like I guess he's in the rest of the movie now like I just resigned myself to that guy <laughs> being there and I'm like this is going to not be great but he's there I guess Yeah no for some reason I thought he was like just kind of playing dumb and like he was going to turn around and like rob them as soon as they got out of town uh cuz he like when he started being reluctant uh wanting to leave them or whatnot. Uh, that's when I thought he was going to turn and then he just handed over his gun and was like, be safe. No, I, I felt like he 
the the exchange that they had whenever like he first is talking to him and asking him about family and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, solidified to me like that guy's personality which felt just like a a genuine you know simpleton basically or just genuine like trying to be a nice person yeah um yeah i mean i guess that's true um so he didn't maybe it's just like the cynic in me that just is waiting for this movie to turn dark and it never did which is great right like it it had it's it had its own again story driven sort of situational darkness right um but the the overall tone of the movie uh you know it, it never went um like full dark i guess like if the guy that was there that told him to keep his mouth shut had joined them on the road then yeah i would have been like that guy's gonna fucking turn on him any minute <laughs> like the the right hand man of the of the mayor or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah i would have yeah I'm, I'm glad i'm glad he got shot too. <laughs> yeah um uh that's good you got any final thoughts last little tidbits i mean you basically hit it hit it all and i've kind of trying to think of anything else about this movie i watched it literally right before we did the show Mm -hmm. so um i've been trying to not because i watched suicide squad like two weeks before we did the show yeah and then i forgot everything about it so i'm trying to i'm trying to do like (laughs) keep it fresh in my mind, like watch it right beforehand. Um, and I I think, I don't know, this movie was just a solid movie besides the, the few issues that we've had with it. And I can't really think of anything else that, that I had an issue with. I do, I do think that he could have just given her to her people like at the very beginning of the movie. Right, yeah, it would have been a real short movie. but Yeah, it would have been a short movie, but she would have been probably happy. Um, yeah, I got, and I guess maybe that's why I thought she was going to go off with them, because, you know, from the beginning of the movie, that seemed like the obvious solution. And so I, maybe I was kind of waiting for the movie to, you know, go the long way around to it so that I could be mad that they didn't just do that at the beginning well, and save themselves 40 minutes. I feel like that point they both bonded to the point to mm-hmm. where I guess we haven't really talked about the end. So we'll talk about the end uh, where he goes back and he um, goes back to the German farm and takes her and right. Ra- yeah. to, to raise her as his own. Uh, right. Like she's tied up by one foot cause she keeps running away. Yeah. And whenever he left her with the German family, I was like, well, this isn't going to end well. Uh, cause the, the German dad definitely, Looks like he's uh, very uh, farm oriented. Yeah, he's like, could she work? Yeah, we need the extra hands, and sh- there's no- going to be no time for stories. And uh, I didn't, I didn't think that was going to end well. I didn't, ex- I didn't know, I didn't actually kind of expect him to go back for her. So that was a mm-hmm. surprise. Uh, but I don't know what I was really expecting from the end of this movie. I thought he'd go back to San Antonio and make amends with his wife. And then that would, that would be it. Or maybe he would come back for her and bring her back to his wife. Um, I don't know. It was definitely a weird 
a weird ending, but a good ending. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's heartwarming. It felt good. Um, you know, as, as, as soon as he, he rode back up, you knew that she was going to leave with him. And then, you know, again, they had that sort of final scene where, where they're reading the news together and it's, uh, you know, it just kind of left you with a warm, fuzzy feeling at the end of this like long, uh, enjoyable movie. I like when he shows up that the German guy like grabs his gun, like there's going to be, oh, like yeah, there's going to yeah. be trouble, but then they give him no, like no trouble whatsoever. Like there's no, there's no pushback at all. Like they're just like, yeah, take her. Like she's a burden. <laughs> yeah. It almost seemed like that he got, he grabbed the gun, uh, so that Tom Hanks wouldn't attack him for tying her up. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it that way. I thought he was grabbing the gun because he was like, well, this is a, if there's going to be trouble for if he tries to take the lady. Right. Um. But yeah, it was kind of weird that the family, like her own family, her own flesh and blood was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, they're just like, just take her. Yeah, but I mean, they they also kind of distanced themselves from her parents, right? Because she was like, "Well, they're dumb and went off into hill country on their own. We told them not to." Yeah, but they had cheap land out there or whatever. Yeah, I guess you're right. So I mean, it doesn't seem like they and like you said, you know, when 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 they first showed up, you could tell that that she was going to be a burden to them. It was just like like their lives would have been better if uh, she had never been brought there, right? Right. If if Tom Hanks had just been like, "Nah, I'm just going to keep her." Yeah, I'll just adopt her and she'll be my daughter. Yeah, everybody. It it seems like it worked out the best for everybody in that situation. Agreed. Well, uh, if you want to watch the movie and you have it, and somehow you're at the end of this episode, uh, somehow. Well, I mean, I mean, I would. I I assume I would always say, and this is kind of always my opinion. Instead of renting the movie, uh. Pay a little bit extra and buy a month's worth of HBO Max because there's other stuff on there. We're not we're not sponsored by them at all, but it just makes more sense to not pay five dollars, like pay ten dollars for a subscription that you can watch other shit on instead of spending the five dollars to rent the movie. I don't know if you if you go on iTunes that often to, to look at movie prices. No, not usually. So, so a lot of times they'll have five dollar movies, like they'll have like five or ten dollar movies that are on sale. Um, yeah, and the rental cost is like three ninety nine, but the price to buy it is like four ninety nine. And yeah. I'm like, so often I'm just like, why wouldn't you just buy the movie? Like, even if you don't like it, spend the extra dollar and buy the movie instead of renting it and having it for however long you have it for. For the, I don't know. So the same kind of thing if it it just makes more sense to get like a month subscription to it. And even if you don't want to keep it or don't like it, cancel it afterwards. Um, But I don't know. That's my rant on services. Yeah. I mean, I was at a point uh, when I first got a 4K Blu-ray player where I was just buying movies on 4K, like whatever was new out that week. Yeah. He's like, yep, I'm going to buy this because it's in 4K. Yeah, I don't really do that anymore. I I did a very, very similar thing to that. So don't feel alone. 
because I also All right. did it. I also got the Netflix 4K subscription, and then after a while was like, I don't really need it to be in 4K. So I downgraded my Netflix subscription. Nice. I may end up doing that, too. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, after I get moved, we'll see, I guess. Uh, oh, we'll see. It, at, <laughs> at that point, we'll, I'll probably be watching more movies on the 4K TV. Uh, right now that we have like a 1080p uh, TV in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, but anyway, enough about my privileged life. Uh, let's talk about next time. We're going to watch promising young woman. Yeah. Uh, Finally is on a streaming service. Yeah. It was also an Uh, Academy nominated. I think it won some awards. Oh, did it? Nice. I'm looking forward to it more. I, I'd heard good things about it, um, and the cast seems like stellar. Yeah, cast looks really good. Um, it was nominated for Best Picture. I don't think it won Best Picture. I don't remember what did. But we'll find out next episode. We will. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh I was going to say, and as always, but I don't have it as always. So, As always, uh, let us watch the movies, Cinnamon Rolls. Bazinga. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>